I'm shook. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Holly Shook Podcast. My name is Ryan, and I am joined, as always, by the amazing, wonderful, equally as unkempt hair as me, Armin, how are you? I'm doing great, Rye. We're the tall hair boys today. The tall hair boys. My hair looks insane right now. I kind of like it, though. I don't hate it. I'm not, like, talking shit on it, but it's just a little wild. I feel like I would get a little, like, if I went out again right now, I feel like it would get too wild from being out. So it's not that kind of, like, borderline. It's very bedhead style. That's what it is. But, you know, if you pull off bedhead the right way, it looks intentional and stylish. I can't help but agree. Um, I love looking like I just woke up, which I usually did. I usually have just woken up no matter where I am. Um, You're in a perpetual state of waking up. Yeah. Speaking of which, it's almost time for me to go to bed. Um, (laughs) We're doing a late night pod this week, which we famously don't do very often. But we also famously drink wine when we do it. So it means this podcast can go in like a million different directions. And I didn't even intentionally choose this topic knowing that we were going to do a late night a late night wine recording, but I feel like there's this is like the perfect one to do. Just kind of like, just us being kind of crazy. Okay, so that's hint number one. Hint number one: us just being kind of crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tested the audience this today. Um, I spontaneously, serendipitously, actually. Um, ran into one of my good friends, Bianca, who is an avid listener of the Holly Shook podcast. And she asked, I was like, I have to record later. She was like, what are you doing? So I tested it out. I told her what we were doing. Usually I don't spill the beans to anyone beforehand. We do have a confidentiality agreement, which you just broke. We'll deal with that later. It was more so like I was working on it on the patio that I had mentioned earlier And she happened to walk by, and I was like, oh my gosh, come sit with me. And then she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, doing this. So I kind of like had to tell her. I can't be like, I'm not telling you. Okay, I'll give you a pass. Yeah. It would have been like more awkward for me to not tell her than to tell. (laughs) Um, But she had never heard of this. And it's shocking to me. I guess not shocking, but um, it's going to be a very personal podcast. Very personal. um, Close to home. We're getting kind of we're kind of mediating into the guessing game. Naturally segued in. I like it. I like it. So you say close to home. I'm thinking this is a NorCal scandal. No, no, no. Not my original home. My current home. <laughs> you know how much I like to remind the listeners that you're from Northern California. In case you guys didn't know, yeah, I'm from Northern California. It's like that one podcast. Actually, no, there's been a few. The Winona podcast, the Guy Fieri podcast, and it doesn't matter which location in Northern California I reference. I'm just like, right, you, you know about it, right? You know about all of Northern California. I'm like, I've been to like my hometown in like maybe one other place. I'm like referencing like Marin, Petaluma. Oh, right. You know all about it. Like, give us the rundown. Tell us the scoop. Where's the layout? What street was this on? I'm like, Ugh. I have no idea. I've never been to either of those places. (laughs) But you're talking current hometown, so we're talking Chicago. We are talking Chicago. Okay. Um, It's very personal. I know um, it involves a tourist attraction 
The that bean? Is very, very, huh? The bean? No, no, no. God, dear Lord, no. There is no scandal surrounding the bean. Wait, you don't know the bean scandal? I'm not doing the bean scandal. That's for another day. The if well-known anyone, bean scandal. Everyone knows the bean scandal. If anyone tries to even touch the bean, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> Hands off the bean. Um, no, it's a very popular tourist attraction. One of the most popular, I would say, in the city that you have actually partake, partaked in. Partaked in? Partaken? You've done this thing. Partook. You partook in this, and I've partaken in this, and we've both partook in this thing. The architecture tour. Ding, ding, ding. The famous Chicago River architecture tour. There's an architecture tour scandal? Oh, honey, you don't even know where this is going. No, I really have no clue where this is going. Is this like the most obscure celebrity scandal in celebrity scandal history or something? <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's so it's it's random but like i remember no, i remember hearing about this maybe not the year that it happened but growing up i feel like i've talked about this before i loved like vh1 like top 20 like celebrity like miss mishaps or whatever yeah we loved we both loved those like Top 40, top 20 VH1 lists, best week ever. Mm. Uh, I love the 90s. We were very, we grew up on VH1. I love like a countdown. Yes. I love a good countdown. I love a good like listicle like type thing. So I feel like this was on like a, a lot of the t- countdowns. And then I also was, when I was researching it today, I was like, it kind of reminds me of the Guy Fieri scandal. In that, technically, the celebrity is not, like, personally involved in what happened. But it, but because the celebrity was tied to this is why it became, like, such a big deal. Okay, question. Is it similar to the Guy Fieri scandal in that Guy Fieri was the victim in the scandal? No, 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 no. So this celebrity is like tangentially involved, but not the victim of some scandal. Correct. The victims of this scandal are a plenty. (laughs) Are we talking the entire audience at the architecture tour? The entire occupancy of the Chicago River architecture tour are the victims. Oh my gosh, why weren't we on that tour? Well, it was in 2004. Okay, that explains it. Well, we could have been in Chicago in 2004. We could have been. We could have been. I was not. Um, Neither was I. It, do you, <laughs> I can't guess this, right? Are you I kidding me? <laughs> Who can even guess I this? Even, I don't even really know how to like phrase it. It's so ridiculous. Okay, do you want me to just tell you? I just can't guess it. There's no way. I don't even think anyone knows the scandal. You may be the only person on, on earth who is aware of this. I'm just going to say the scandal is very on brand for me. Um, the scandal. <laughs> this is what happens in the scandal. <laughs> is this even a scandal? Is the whole thing going to be like a celebrity took the architecture tour? By the way, they had a wonderful oh. time because I'm a huge fan of the architecture tour. No, it's more than that. It's more. The okay. scandal is. 
I can't get through it. It's so dumb. The scandal is a tour bus for the Dave Matthews Band emptied 800 pounds of human waste from the tour bus into the Chicago River over an entire group of people on the Chicago River architecture tour. So Dave Matthews committed the crime. He didn't, but because it was his tour bus, he kind of did. Oh my gosh, what (laughs) the fuck? (laughs) And when we're talking waste, we're talking waste waste? Poop. Literal poop and pee. Oh my gosh. And And who knows what else was in there, Rye? It's a tour bus. So much shit, literally shit. And other stuff, probably too, was in there. And it got dumped 800 pounds of this got dumped on a group of 120 innocent people just trying to admire the architecture of Chicago's downtown. What is a tour bus's capacity for holding shit in the first place? It must be 800 pounds. It must have been at max capacity. Apparently 800 pounds or more. What does that even look like? Is there a picture of this? Thank God, no. (laughs) But... In multiple articles that I read, they describe a downpour of foul-smelling, brownish-yellow slurry. Oh, slurry. <laughs> that, oh, I never want to hear that word again. The word slurry is what really got me. This is absurd. It's insane. I can't believe you had never heard of it on any of VH1's countdowns. Like, that's where I had heard of it. I think I heard the word slurry, and I just, like, tuned it out. Mm-hmm. I blocked that part out of out of my memory for sure. Um, you know how you can have muted words on Twitter? Like, that's a muted word for me? Slurry? Slur- yeah. No. Slurry is not... Look, I'm going to have to use it a couple times tonight. But after tonight, no. Back to muted. <laughs> like, Never. Not when it comes to poop. But I feel like slurry is used in, like, a snow, flir- a snow slurry. No, that's a snow flurry. Right. Maybe slurry is just snow flurry put together, but poop. But <laughs> shit flurry. Oh my god, shit flurry. That's what it is. Wouldn't it be a That's... slurry? Either way, a foul-smelling brownish-yellow slurry. Ugh, that is so gross. Brownish-yellow? Why was it yellow? Pee, maybe? Puke. Puke, maybe. Oh god, you guys. It's a tour bus, Rye. Can I change my scandal? <laughs> <laughs> change your scandal mid-scandal. okay so let's just freaking get into it i guess um okay so the dave matthews band is so random i don't know if anyone's noticed that but they're so random i don't think i know a single song by them i know the dave matthews band like almost solely through how they're like the butt of jokes on like every sitcom yeah, I feel like they're the butt of jokes, and then I also randomly feel like my parents loved them growing up, when I was growing up. And that's the joke. It's that, like, they're kind of corny and very vanilla. But, like, everyone loves them. Right. But what's a Dave Matthews Band song? I don't even freaking know. And normally when I do music, which I guess I famously am always doing music, I usually, like, go and listen to their music, but I didn't even think to do that today. So I'm on their Spotify. They're biggest oh okay i don't know how it goes but their biggest song is um, crash into me 
which I feel like if I played it, I would know, but I'm not going to play it right now. How does it go? Are you looking at lyrics? No, I looked up on Spotify. Um, but I was reading an article that they re someone re- remembered this scandal because Crash Into Me was used in Lady Bird, the movie starring Saoirse Ronan from last year, two years ago. And and then once I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember there's that random song that they keep playing in Lady Bird, and it's this song apparently. But I have no idea how it goes. I'm reading the lyrics, and I, I couldn't like reconstruct the rhythm for you. There's no way. I'm going to like listen to it after we're done recording, but honestly, I probably am going to hate it. <laughs> the uh, first two lines, right? You're really going to hate this. You've got your ball. You've got your chain. Those are the first two lines. And then the next line is, tied to me, tied to me tight, tie me up again. I'm stressed. Like, is it sexual? Is it like, is it like about a relationship? I don't know. Literally every sitcom makes fun of Dave Matthews Band. It's like, at this point, it's become rote. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore. But now it's probably going to become like a cool retro thing to do again. Like, we got to make fun of Dave Matthews Band. I mean, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like leading that like train right now, which is bad. Um, so they're like random as hell. I'm like kind of just like confused why they're famous. So I did like a little research into them, but I was honestly bored just reading about them, which is saying something. Like honestly, they couldn't have a more boring career path. So I'm already thinking about like how to zest up the title for this episode. Like just say poop, poop. <laughs> uh, uh, say Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews Band clears the poop deck. <laughs> this is like very uh, inside like the production um, meetings for, for the listeners, but I kind of like doing that every now and again. We're doing that more often recently. We are. I mean, we're really a transparent podcast. We kind of just share our like creative, creative process with our listeners. Dave Matthews Band colon poops on <laughs> a boat. Poops on a boat. Dave Matthews Band. Shit's everywhere. Shit shit hits the fan. Shit's hit the fans. Because what if some of the people on the freaking boat were fans of them? (gasps) I mean, that's a stretch, but we can work with that. (laughs) Write it down. Dave Matthews Band's shit hits the fans. Shit hits the fans. I like it. Boom. That's the title. That is Camille, producer. Camille, write it down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Here's, like, a couple, like, facts about their career, which no one cares about. Um, They, okay, like, honestly, they were formed as a band in 1991 in Virginia. So, first off, couldn't be more boring of a place to get founded. (laughs) Um, And then I'm like, okay, so there's four people in the band at first. So, singer, songwriter, and guitarist, Dave Matthews. And then there's a bassist named Stefan, a drummer named Carter, and a saxophonist named Leroy. Really, Dave, Stefan, Carter, and Leroy. But Leroy spelled L-E-R-O-I. What? Dave Matthews may have had the least interesting name of all of them, and he gets the band name. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it could have been like Leroy Moore, Leroy Moore Band. Leroy Moore Band, but that's really hard to say. Stefan Lassard Band. That sounds French. Or Carter Booth. Beaufort. Carter Beaufort? It's yeah, all more interesting than Dave Matthews. But honestly, hard to say most of them. I feel like Dave Matthews' band is kind of just like the only way to go. And the singer usually gets the most kind of 
clout and attention. It's it's just a singer's world. It's just a little selfish of him, I feel. Um, and they had a lot of other people kind of come in and out of the band. The only one that matters, though, is violinist, whose name is Boyd Tinsley. Um, and she joins the band a year later, so like 1992. You'll understand why she matters later. She releases the poop onto the boat. Kind of, but no. Um, so their debut album was like really famous in 1984. And it was certified platinum six times, which I guess is good. Um, I still don't really understand what like platinum means when it comes to albums. It's like sales, maybe. It all has to do with sales. Sales, sale. Capitalist society, you guys. It's not about the art anymore. Didn't Shania uh, Twain end capitalism, though? Shania Twain did end capitalism. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. So, as of 2018, which was a year ago, you guys. I love uh, the skip. <laughs> You've well, never done that before. We've always gone, like, really detailed. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't care. I couldn't even get through their freaking Wikipedia. I was like, bored, 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 nerd, losers. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> From two thousand from nineteen eighty four to two thousand eighteen, they went into really, hibernation. <laughs> no, they did a lot. That was the thing. They did like a lot of albums. Well, it says in so two things. Two things happened in two thousand eighteen. In two thousand eighteen, they released an album and it debuted at number one on the Billboard charts, and they were the first band to to have seven consecutive albums debut at number one. So that's the thing. It, what? It, yeah. What? Are are I, we are we the ones who are like outcasts and losers and and not paying attention, not worshiping at the altars of of Dave Matthews Band? No, I don't think anyone does. I don't know why they have a lot of sales. I feel like it's boring to buy albums. Like who buys albums? You know. Right, but the people who like Dave Matthews buy boring. albums. Right. Boring people buy boring albums. <laughs> no offense to our listeners if you like Dave Matthews Band. My parents like them. Like, I'm pretty sure my parents... The reason I knew who they were is my parents would go to see them live, like, all the freaking time when I was growing up. And I was like, who? <laughs> um, I thought it was, like, a family friend who, like, started a band. I'm like, it sounds like some white guy who lives in the suburbs with us, so I don't know. And also, like... It- Again, they are referenced in pop culture constantly, but it's always to like signify someone is corny and kind of nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even name a joke about them because it's probably all the same. Watch, there's probably like one sitcom that made a Dave Matthews band joke, but it's just like, it's resonated with me. It was the only one we ever watched. (laughs) Uh, So they were like well known for their live concerts, apparently. So what they, their shtick was like they would never perform the same or they would never perform like a song in the same way. So like every time they performed it, something would be different, which honestly didn't don't really know what that means. Like did they change the lyrics? Do they change like one drum solo? Not really sure. But apparently it was like why people would go see them live, because it was like every time you saw them live, you would have a different experience. Um not groundbreaking, like that shouldn't be how it is, but So maybe Dave Matthews band isn't as uninteresting as we thought. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But um, what they did do, or I guess how this did work in their favor was 
their live they would record their concerts and then their live concert DVDs um, would get a lot of sales because people would, would want to see the live concerts, which is like so strange because I'm like, to me, it's like the the current day version of like people putting concerts on their Instagram story. It's like, I mean, obviously when they would record it for DVDs, it'd be much better quality, but I just like don't get, I don't get the appeal of like watching a concert back. Some people love that though, Rye. I just like, that's an industry. To me, a concert's like about being there and like experiencing it. I guess I watch like, like for instance, I didn't watch the VMAs this year, but I watched some of the performances online. But that's like one performance and it's made to be watched on TV. Also, some yeah. concert albums are really famous. And some people prefer those concert albums to like some bands' regular albums. Yeah, like the Pink Floyd one kind mm-hmm. of is famous. Like, Queen Live Aid concert, it's like famous. Right. I'm sure you watched the Beyonce Coachella stream. I famously did not. Um, <laughs> Everything tried. you do is famous, Rye. I can't, I can't grasp it. this. Well, it was actually drama because I tried watching it one night um, at like 3 a.m. <laughs> not knowing how loud it was going to be. And <laughs> Dallas was asleep in the other room and literally woke up and was like, are you fucking kidding me? And it woke him up because it's like literal, like a whole brass orchestra. (laughs) Right. Uh, And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I just never went back to it. (laughs) That just killed it for you. Every night before he goes to bed, he's like, going to turn on Beyonce? Should I put my earphones in? I'm like, God, let it go. I love Um, how you can't even let it down now. I know. I'm like, whatever. (laughs) I just, I just don't get, I, I don't get the appeal of watching freaking concerts back. Uh, anyway, so back to my fun fact about 2018. Um, the band in 2018 had sold more than 100 million concert tickets and a combined total of 90 million, 91 million CDs and DVDs. Wow. Which is, well, I was like, that's weird that they sold more concert tickets than CDs. But I guess that's not that weird. Because people can go to the concerts multiple times. Right, right. Look, I feel like, once again, and I hate to, I don't like to bring my family into this usually. I like to keep my family life private. But my mom, I feel like my mom, the only freaking two CDs she'd play or talk about were Dave Matthews Band and John Mayer's first album. Surprise, surprise, I'm white and my mom is white too. But. Okay, but the historical inaccuracy of what you just said I'm they, not. I'm not just a celebrity scandal historian. I'm also a Ryan Alkire historian. That's why I can name all your social media posts offhand. Oh, let me guess. Also, my mom would play Dixie Shania Chicks. Shania Twain and Dixie Chicks. Yes. Okay. But those ones I would get into. I'm saying. Let me rephrase. Two CDs that my mom would often play that I was like, I don't get this. This shit is too fucking straight for me. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band and John Mayer's first album. Wouldn't. I, I, she would always play them or I'd see them in the car but I was like I have no interest in this okay so now that we flash drived through flash drive <laughs> now that we sped through sped through the fast board, forwarded fast forward I was mixing fast forward and sped through hmm? and then flash somehow like flash got in there and drive <laughs> well sped through sped oh, right they're thinking driving right Fast and flash are not the same. Um, so anyway, now back to more important things like 
dumping a shit ton of shit on people. Um, so on August 8th, 2004, a tour bus driver named, I don't know if it's Steven or Stefan. Oh, so the tour bus driver was one of the bandmates. No, no, no. So this is, confusingly enough, there's two Stefans in this story. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if this story wasn't any more confusing, talking about a story of <laughs> literally just a bus dumping shit on, on a boat, but now we're going to add two Stefans to the equation. I don't know why this is like the most white bread band ever, but yeah, it involves two Stefans. <laughs> so, but once again, I don't know if it's Stefan or Steven. It's S-T-F-A-N. He is from Texas, so I want to go with Steven. <laughs> I mean, like, to contextualize it, yes. But, you know, if we want to, like, have some fun here, Stefan. Okay, so we're going to go with Stefan. His last name is Wohl, W-O-H-L. So that kind of checks out. Stefan Wohl. I'm guessing it's Stephen Wall. It's definitely Stephen Wall. So we're going to go with Stefan Wall. Um, <laughs> he is a 42-year-old tour bus driver. I kind of feel... The whole thing about this is I kind of feel bad for Stefan. Um, so he really gets the shit end of the stick on this. but <laughs> Not literally in this case. Because it actually could be literally, but in this case, figuratively. Yeah, no, that was supposed to be, like, a pun. Okay, so, Stefan Wool, 42. 40, 42-year-old tour bus driver. <laughs> I need a second, you guys. I'm like, I how just, many times is Ryan going to say he's 42? I'm just thinking about how I was doing all the research for this in public. Um, I had, like, four different tabs up about shit being dumped on people. They're like, ew, is this his kink? Okay, so... People thought you were, like, into scatology? yeah. Um, so he was driving the bus of aforementioned violinist Boyd Tinsley. So we'll kind of get into the environmental effects of this later, but, um, they apparently for some reason, the Dave Matthews band was like into environmentalism and stuff like that. Um, like they would donate to environmental things. (laughs) I just think about how random the story is and, like, there's a whole, there's going to be a whole tangent later on. I could get into it now, but, um, about how they have a line of Ben and Jerry's flavors, the Dave Matthews band. Um, cause you know how like Jimmy Kimmel has like his own Ben and Jerry's flavor or whatever. Ben and Jerry's love to team up with people. There's like the Stephen Colbert ice cream. There's the Jimmy yeah. uh, the Fallon. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm realizing it's a lot of like talk show hosts. Lots of talk show hosts. Not a lot of bands maybe this is why because they um <laughs> they had like um a, a line of ben and jerry's flavors and i guess all of their let um, me guess double extra fudge funnily enough david matthews band magic brownies <laughs> which was literally fudge with brownies <laughs> oh my gosh it was a combination of vanilla ice cream fudge brownie chunks and raspberry swirl. Oh. I mean, the one, connecting these two stories, it's horrendous to think about. <laughs> and the one before this, so so when this whole shit fa- fiasco happened, they were just releasing their new line of Ben & Jerry's, but the one right before it was coffee ice cream with mocha swirls and fudge chunks. So, like, all of their flavors were, like, semi-poopy. 
and like they couldn't have had like a mango sorbet it literally had to be the poopiest ice cream aesthetically possible and then you have this whole unintentional comedy of the release occurring <laughs> simultaneously <laughs> with the release of the bowels of this fucking bus <laughs> into a new poop poop looking flavor <laughs> but then the thing is too is that they i guess like um I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) Um, Ben and Jerry's, if they team up with a celebrity, they donate like a portion of the proceeds of each sale of that flavor to like um, some type of charity. And I guess the Dave Matthews Band's charity of choice was like some type of environmental charity. Um, The irony of this all. So the irony of this all. And then also... This kind of this the scandal kind of revealed that each member of the band had their own tour bus because the tour bus that dumped the shit was just for the violinist Boyd Tinsley. How environmental of them! So like, yeah. Do you really need four tour bus, five tour bus? Um, <laughs> so people were like kind of pissed at them because it's like you can kind of deduct that if the violinist of all people has her own tour bus, that the rest of them have their own too. What if, like, Dave Matthews just rented, like, a Hyundai and he drove around? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you all. He's like, throw my guitar in the back. (laughs) Um, I don't know if he plays guitar. So, Boyd Boyd Tinsley was at her hotel um, on Michigan Ave. (laughs) And and, um, freaking Stefan was driving the bus over the Kinsey Street Bridge, which... If you live and breathe in Chicago like moi, you would know exactly where this is. Um, it's near downtown, near the Loop. It kind of, it bridges the gap between the Loop and the, um, like, the West Loop. I totally just made that up. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Chicago I'm, people were going to be like... This guy's totally bullshitting off. No, I'm correct. I'm correct. I'm correct. I Google mapped it. But I, I knew that that was correct. Wait, Rye. Like, yeah. Before you get into the scandal scandal part, can you tell the listeners about the architecture tour and how amazing it is? Yeah. And I actually was going to ask you for a little bit of your input on this. Because um, you, you went on it when you were here with Camille. I went on it. I had a yeah. lovely time. Uh, one of my favorite elements of it was actually the tour guide and she the tour guide we had she was incredible i forget her name um but so much passion and i would come to find out that she along with all the other tour guides uh was a volunteer an unpaid volunteer and i'm like pay her because she had so much knowledge and such a passion for chicago architecture and if people don't know chicago has like a really rich history of architecture Mm-hmm. And she would go into like all the details of every building going down to like when it was built, who were the architects, um, what was the firm, and also what made the building unique. It was so cool. Like I know to a lot of people, superficially, it sounds boring, but it, it really is not. And they also have a bar, a full bar. Yeah. So if, so if you're actually really bored, then you know you shouldn't be because <laughs> you're on a boat. And, and if the weather is nice... 
Yeah. Presumably you're you're outside on on the top of the boat enjoying the weather. We had a great great time. So, um I loved it. You you've been on it too, right? I've been on it twice. It's so fun. Um so for any of our listeners who have not been to Chicago or are coming to Chicago, definitely suggest it. It's definitely a tourist like thing to do. Um, I did it my first time, like, two weeks after I moved here with my family. My family came, like, just a couple weeks after I moved here. And we were suggested it by multiple people, um, like, who ha- who lived here. And it's a great summer activity because, yeah, you can be um, – the mo- the majority of the boat is, um, like, rooftop. So you kind of just, like, soak in the sun. And um, for those of you who don't know the layout of Chicago, there's um, a river that goes through the whole downtown and so you kind of get this like like unique view of the of the skyline and of all the skyscrapers and the buildings in downtown cuz you're going down the river which is obviously something you can only do on boat um it's really cool it's a really fun experience so i can only imagine having it ruined <laughs> <laughs> By 800 pounds of poop being thrown on you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure anywhere you are, whatever you're doing, your time will be ruined by 800 pounds of shit being dropped on you. But yeah. like, this is one of like the most amazing things you could be doing in Chicago for it to be then ruined by 800 pounds of shit. I did not get this detail, but um, the Kinsey Street Bridge is probably about a halfway point of the tour, um, passing it the first time. So I'm wondering if they're getting shit on on their first pass of the Kinsey Street Bridge or if they kind of got a little bit more further down the tour and then were shit on on their way back. Because then at least, I would say between first crossing the bridge and turning around and coming back again, there's a good solid 10 to 15 minutes. So did they get that 10 minutes before being shit on or was it like right under the Kinsey Street Bridge shit? Right. I would argue this is an essential detail. I would argue that too. Did I look it up? No. Am I going to try to find the answer? Absolutely not. So, uh, Because, you know, to paint the picture a little further, it's not going to be easy to bust a Yui. Yeah, it's a narrow... And I'm looking, I am looking at the map right now. Um, it is a narrow bridge. Or a narrow, like, whatever, corridor. <laughs> You can tell we don't, like, traverse on waters very often. It's a narrow little, like, piece of water. So, <laughs> so uh, it'd be hard to turn around. And then the poor freaking people. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. So. I hope they were on their way back. Let, let me just put it that way. Let's hope they were on their way back. R- regardless, they still have a solid 30 minutes before they get back to the docking zone. Okay. And so, regardless, they have 800 pounds of shit on them. I mean, even if they were freaking on land, that's, what do you do? Right. <laughs> um, so the Kinsey Street Bridge, this is like an architecture, architecture tour in itself. <laughs> the Kinsey Street Bridge is a graded drawbridge. Draw um, <laughs> oh, it's graded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My notes. Kinsey Street Bridge is a graded drawbridge, meaning it's not concrete. <laughs> <laughs> this is an it essential has- <laughs> detail, too. And then my next note. It has grates. <laughs> so a graded bridge does actually, believe it or not, have grates. Um, mm. And so that means that it's not concrete. So if he were to, um, if Stefan was to to allegedly, we by the way, we don't know if he did it yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we'll get to, mm-hmm, we'll get to his argument. 
Um, I don't even know what he did at this point. We haven't gone there. We don't know what he did. We also aren't going to really find out, just not to get your hopes up. Um, but he, if you were to if you were to empty anything over the Kinsey Street Bridge, it's going to go straight through because it's just metal grate because it's a drawbridge so that they kind of like can lift it up and down. Right. Um, so so quite literally the worst kind of bridge to drop eight hundred pounds of shit on. Right, because at least if you did it on concrete, it would have kind of just like sloshed down the street and maybe to the sewer where it belongs another word i don't want to hear slurry and slosh the slurry of the brown and yellow slurry would have sloshed down the street to the grate to the to the sewer um so they um it is noted that the weather was very nice this day so actually they had more passengers on the boat than i than they would say on a typical tour so they estimate around 120 passengers the perfect storm, if you will. The perfect slurry. So, um, the boat was named <laughs> Chicago's Little Lady. And passengers... Oh, I already read this part. But passengers on the tour boat described a downpour of foul-smelling, brownish-yellow slurry that ruined their clothes and made several of them sick. To be expected. There was a stunned silence initially... One passenger um, had told the Chicago Tribune at the time of the, of the massacre, and um, and they said, and then some, and then sort of this horrible realization. So you can just imagine. A, I mean, because if eight hundred pounds of shit falls on you, you're not going to like know instantly what happened. You'd probably just be like, <gasps> and then you'd like smell it, and then be like, oh, okay. Well, th- that's why I wanted to posit the hypothetical to you, right? Okay, you are on a boat. You're drinking some Sauv Blanc or a rosé. Probably rosé at this point. Probably rosé. Suddenly, you're hit. A bunch of brown and yellow slurry. You don't know what it is, but it's brown, it's yellow, it's slurry, and it smells. Are you instantly thinking poo? Oh, my God. Um, I would like to think no, because I would like to think that why would this ever happen type of thing. But now that I know it does happen, I probably would go straight to poop. Right, right, right. Okay, so I would say pre this podcast, my brain wouldn't go straight to the scatological. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. post podcast, because of this whole experience, this is a fun podcast, it's in my Mm -hmm. mind, it's a memory. Yes, I would instantly think I've been hit by poo. And then hopefully it wasn't poo, right? Hopefully it's like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. It's like the green slime from Nickelodeon, but it's it's brown. And wow, what Mm -hmm. a hilarious prank. I mean, look, at this point, I'd even accept snow that kind of has just been laying on the ground for a couple weeks and is brown. Oh, of course. In the middle of a of a summer boat tour. No. Things happen. So, uh, after the incident, the boat somehow and at some pace, I don't know how quickly, um gets back to their dock like where they docked and they were all given refunds. Whew. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I mean, it taken care of at that point, right? I'd be like, cool. Great. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining, like, the ride back. Like, what are people doing? So, it, it did say a lot of people got sick, so I'm assuming vomit was kind of thrown into the mix. I mean, uh-huh. again, put yourself in their shoes. If you were hit with a bunch of brown and yellow slurry that actually was poo, 
I, I feel like I would throw up. I'd vomit. I'm sorry. I would throw up. Right? And then it's the thing, like, you know how sometimes if you see someone throw up, you just you start to throw up? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It starts a chain reaction. And then now I'm kind of wondering, if you are suddenly covered in poop, do you also just kind of just start to poop? 100%. So I'm just like, were they pooping? Were they vomiting? Were they peeing? Crying? I'm sure someone was crying. I mean, um, this scene had to have been apocalyptic. Was there any uh, was there any text on this? Chicago Tribune. I mean, this had to have gone national. Did anybody describe it in an apocalyptic situation? Um, we did get the one the one witness that I already read her <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, but I do have kind of a second a second opinion. She who was not on the boat. Um, wouldn't you start taking off your clothes? I don't know. I'm not man. keeping on poop covered oh. clothes. But then you have to touch the clothes, and then when you kind of like take them off, it's going to drip on you more. No, take it and off, like, Ryan. You're you're advocating for keeping on poop covered clothes. I don't know. Some people are like not secure in their body image, <laughs> and what if I take it in front of strangers? Uh, let them live, uh, me included. Uh, um, right before we move on, really quickly, can I describe to you like the one apocalyptic scenario I've been in? Well, it wasn't a real apocalyptic scenario, but it it. it appeared to be one for a moment yeah i'm really nervous i'm not gonna name the restaurant because i don't want them to lose business or come after me oh god but i was at a bar a gastro pub if you will and we're eating we're drinking and then suddenly i started to cough a little bit and i was with camille and dara and dara started to cough a little bit we started to cough and camille started to cough and then suddenly, we kind of looked up, and we we're starting to hear coughs everywhere, right? Okay. From across the bar, all the way at the other end of the bar. And everyone just starts coughing. What and I'll never forget the sound of this one guy <laughs> saying, What is happening? Why is this happening? <laughs> and everyone <laughs> rushes out. Of of the of the restaurant, the bar, like coughing. I mean, and you could feel it in your throat, right? Yeah, I've coughed before. <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I never experienced the cough before, so this was a first for me. Um, and then you know, everyone's waiting outside. Imagine this is a popular popular bar, and there's like a hundred people outside of it. Like, what the fuck? Still coughing, freaking out, thinking it's the apocalypse, thinking there was chemical warfare, right? Right. Very bird box. And then the manager comes out and starts to explain to everyone that apparently somebody had a um. I mean, this is actually ridiculous, and I don't know if I believe him. That's why I didn't want to name the restaurant. But somebody had, like, mace in their purse or something. What the fuck? And this he this was his hypothesis. He didn't actually know, but he, he said this is what he thinks happened. He said something like this happened before. So, uh, someone had mace in their purse, and it somehow triggered and was open, and this person was walking through the restaurant, walking out and then out of it. And so the yeah. mace was just kind of, like, spraying out. So everyone basically got maced. What the fuck? How would he know that that's how it happened? He said he had experienced something like that before. I don't I mean, know if he had been thing. personally maced or what. Here's the thing. It kind of makes sense. Because um, it started on your side of the bar, which I'm assuming was was f- further from the entrance. 
I don't know where it started though, because it was one of those things where like you're kind of coughing at your own little table, right? And then like yeah. you look up and everyone's coughing. It was like it was, <laughs> that's why I say it felt like a chemical attack. Yeah. No, I picture it really well in my head, and it sounds really scary. It was it absolutely insane. Chameleon Dar will attest to it. It was nuts. Um, also, I work at a pizza place famously, and <laughs> one time they were chopping onions, and they were really strong. <laughs> and me and like four of my coworkers like suddenly all started like tearing up and like couldn't breathe, and we were like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and then we were like, "Oh, they're chopping onions in the back." <laughs> Um, but it was also really scary. You, you start to think, like, when all these people start to have the same symptoms, like, there's some sort of, I don't know. Yeah, you're like, it's the end of the fucking world, we're dying. <laughs> Similar response, I'm sure, when a f- 800 pounds of shit was dumped on a group full of strangers. Exactly. We can relate, everyone. Passengers. I smelled a lot of onions once, so I pretty much went through the same thing. <laughs> Um, I got maced once accidentally, so pretty much went through the same thing. Allegedly. Allegedly maced. Um, so, freaking, no serious injuries were reported. Although several several passengers did get a checkup at a local hospital, which I don't blame them. Because I'd be like, did I eat it some? Did some get in my eye? Did I have pink eye? Like that, that type of thing. Of course. Um, this is like straight sewage going into your system. So, at first, Stefan Huale um, denied dumping. And his, his defense was that there was actually two large black tour buses on the bridge at the same time. And that it was the other tour bus that dumped, not him. <laughs> Duh, hello. What are the chances that two large tour buses are crossing a two-lane bridge at the same time and over water at the exact same time. And so the band stood behind him and offered even to provide DNA evidence to prove that the shit was not theirs, which is so gross. And also, no, I do not want that. Um, Also, like, did someone take samples? Right, where they, like, holding on to people's clothes covered in shit like i'm where are you gonna get the dna samples right like chicago pd sent their best detectives and we're like okay we're gonna surround the perimeter we're gonna create a co- yeah. crime scene here and they took samples of all the shit on what was it chicago's little, little lady. lady and uh have samples of this for dna evidence no no the poo is yeah. gone the poo's gone or in the river and also, like, I'm sorry, if I'm covered in shit, I'm not standing around waiting for someone to swab the inside of my fucking elbow. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going the hell home or my hotel. I'm going shower. I'm going to the freaking Urban Outfitters on Michigan Avenue where Boyd was staying at her hotel while everyone's getting shit on. And I'm going to change into my new clothes. Okay, so, so he was like, it wasn't me. It was the other tour bus. And everyone was like, mm-hmm. So then they got videotape evidence from... Um, the East Bank Club, which is a very, like, bougie gym. Um, and it's still there, actually, at this location. As if it, like, closed down in the last 14 years. But um, It was the Equinox of 2004. It's historic. Um, it's called the East Bank Club. It's, like, bougie. And they had a videotape outside that, you, that actually can capture um, the bridge on their videotape. Um, and so they released that... Um, footage and so it's very clear in the footage that the license plate checks out to the tour bus they can see it being dumped whole thing 
Um, so they're able to basically be like, you did it. And it said that at the time, the only person in the bus was Stefan Wohola. Oh. Um, so Stefan. Stefan, come on, honey. Two tour buses. I'm sorry, that's the dumbest, dumbest response. If anything, be like, it was, it was a malfunction. Like, you know, be like, the bus malfunctioned. So many better excuses. So he's a bad liar. And so then the current mayor of Chicago, Richard Dewey, <laughs> this is my favorite thing, called the dumping absolutely unacceptable. And then later on in his press com- conference, make sure to make note that I do consider the Dave Matthews band a very good band. <laughs> <laughs> that excuses it. They're that a very fine, good guys. band. It's okay. They're good, you guys. The band's good. It's like all a freaking PR stunt to convince people that they're good. Um, and there's like a threshold you have to cross. And it's like, well, if you're not that good, then we're going to have to hold you accountable. Yeah, like, no offense, but if Panic at the Disco did this, <laughs> okay. the first band I thought of. Real question, Rise. Serious question. What is, like, the worst band that can get away with this? Honestly, I feel like Dave Matthews' band is probably the worst. Um, <laughs> I was actually hoping you'd say that. Yeah, I feel like if it was even a step below Dave Matthews' band, it'd be like, all right, y'all are going to jail. They Like, um, they barely cross that threshold and have the you're able to dump 800 pounds of shit onto a tour boat full of passengers pass they have that pass to do that it also depends on the mayor of the time so like outgoing mayor Ram Emanuel I'm sure would not have been a Dave Matthews fan also incoming mayor first LGBTQ person of color woman of color to be the mayor of Chicago Lori Lightfoot probably not a huge Dave Matthews fan no, not, gonna, not a DMB fan? Not a DMB fan. I'm just going to put that out there. So she would have probably been like, execute them all. <laughs> um, so pretty much they're like, you're fucked, dude. You fucking did it. Um, okay, so at, right after this happens, um, the band, the band, um, <laughs> donates $50,000. So 100000 $100, altogether, 50 to each of these organizations. Um, 50 to the Chicago Park District. And then another 50 to the Friends of the Chicago River organization, which they talk about that organization on the architecture tour. That's why I recognize them. They're basically the ones who, like, help keep the river clean and keep it good. And it used to be really toxic and, like, you wouldn't, you weren't able to, like, touch the water. Until they cleaned up all the shit from Dave Matthews' band and right. now it's not so toxic. But pre-shit, it used to be, like, t- literally toxic. Um <laughs> And now I'm like, I would never swim in the Chicago River, but you can go like kayaking. So sometimes when you kayak, drops of water will get on you and it's like not going to burn your skin off. So that's good. Um, that's that's decent. That's fine. Yeah. And then so they said they donated this money to be, to begin the healing process. <laughs> um, Love a generic apology. <laughs> today on the Hail, I'm so, um, also like $50,000 doesn't seem nearly enough. I'm sorry. Someone's got to say it. But 50,000 fucking dollars? Well, each. So, 100,000 each. I mean, look, they've only sold 100 million concert tickets, Armin. Okay. They don't have all the money. They only each have their own tour bus. True, okay. true, true, true. They are hurting for money. 
they gotta save money somewhere. Um, and you, you save it after you dump 800 pounds of shit into a river. That's, that's the time where you tighten the wallet. They're like, ugh, we could give more, but we also need that extra tour bus for the violin. It. Um, and they can't afford to actually legally dump the waste. So that was where they were cutting corners too. So Is that real? No, but apparently they're freaking dumping it in a river. Um, where do you dump it? In a septic tank. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what the tank is called in the bus, a septic tank. I don't know. There's like a wait. There's like waste management, like dumps and stuff. And Stefan I mean, just where couldn't does, get there in time. Where does like it go in the to- from your toilet in your apartment? But I'm wondering the process. Like, what is what does Stefan's day look like? You know, so he takes them to their the stadium, and then he goes to dump the shit. Where does he do that? How does he do that? I paint, don't know. Paint a I'm picture a, for me. I'm not a tour bus major. <laughs> but I would assume it has something to do with like where porta potties get like you have to empty porta potties too, right? Porta potties are essentially t- septic tanks that you go inside of, which is really weird. And I don't want to talk about it, but I don't know. The thing I do know is you don't dump it in the river. Yes, I feel like other than St- Stefan, everyone else kind of agrees. <laughs> um, so in March of 2005, so. You know, early of the next year, um, he uh, so there's a whole trial. He pleaded guilty to meet misdemeanor charges of reckless conduct and water pollution. And then I have another note that says, although it was never proven if any waste actually made it to the water, but I'm like, what? I don't know. I feel like it had to have, or it just all landed on the boat. I know, but like splashes. Splashes of the slurry kind of may have dropped into the water. And also in the panic, I'm sure people kind of were like waving their arms and legs around, right. which kind of would splash the slurry around a little bit. <laughs> there's at least droplets of slurry in the river. All I'm saying is there's droplets of slurry sloshing around in the river, and he got charged with water pollution for it. Also, if you've ever been on the architecture tour, then you know that those rails are open rails on the boat. And so and they would actually are. slide off. They would have to slide off. I mean, there's no way the, the the slurry is staying contained on the surface, even though it is flat. But, you know, boats don't stay flat itself. Famously, boats do not stay flat on moving water. They do kind of tip and turn a little bit. Just a little. But it happens. And I'm sure, I'm sure in kind of a hurry to get back to dock. They a slurry up, to get back to dock, if you will. a slurry to get back to dock. <laughs> They picked up the pace a little bit, which maybe would have sloshed around the slurry a little bit more. And there has to be drains because Chicago is known for its flash rainstorms in the summer. I don't know if it's known for that, but that does happen. So the boats have to kind of have draining systems on the top so that when it starts to rain, kind of the water just falls off. So that's how boats work, you guys. Um, You could tell we're boat experts. I have been on a boat before. And twice. Twice. <laughs> Only twice. Both boats I've ever been on. Architecture tour boats. <laughs> Never heard of another one. Um, so he was sentenced to 18 months of probation, 150 hours of community service, and a $10,000 fine to be donated to the Friends of the Chicago River Advocacy Group, which is one I just talked about. Um, he also... <laughs> The like manager or their publicist did make it very clear. 
he has not been invited back to drive for the band. <laughs> so he also lost his job, which sucks. Um, he was able to serve his probation and do his community service back in his home town of Selma, Texas. Um, so he didn't have to like move to Chicago randomly. <laughs> that would have been, there, I, if, I would be like, we don't want you, honey. Okay. <laughs> you are not a friend of the Chicago river girl. <laughs> you know, I, I know, um, Stefan fucked up, but I kind of feel bad for Stefan. That's what I'm saying. I said that at the beginning. I kind of feel bad. Was he like, under I pressure? Think- like maybe they wanted the bus to go faster so they, they needed it to be lighter. I mean, 800 fucking pounds. I mean, the the bus is kind of being dragged down by the weight of that, of, of the shit. And here's the thing. How, okay, either the fucking violinist takes a lot more shits than normal or they had not emptied this in a while. Because that's a lot of fucking shit to have still be just kind of chilling in your tour bus. That's what I'm saying. And maybe they're partying in there, like having a lot of fans come in. And Stefan, usually, like, the driver is kind of, like, at is like at the whim of the, the band, right? They kind of got to do what the band says. Yeah. Um, I'm blaming I Dave know. Matthews himself. I don't... For some reason, and this may be just me being, you know, falling into gender stereotypes, but I doubt that the female violinist's uh, tour bus was the party central of the four. Um, so I think, I think she was pretty, her tour bus was probably pretty tame. Um, but much, who knows? How much shit was Dave Matthews' bus carrying? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, where did his shit go? This is suspicious. <laughs> um, so any hoosers... Any hoosers. Is that the whole, is that the story? No, no, no. There's like a couple more things. Yeah, he the freaking guy who does the state attorney for Count, Cook County um, said that he was satisfied with Wool's punishment, even though it did not include jail time. Which I'm like, I don't feel like he should have gone to jail for this. That's a little extra. Um, he said, "I've been in touch with many of the people who were on the boat, and none of them suffered any lasting health effects." So. You know, he said many of them threw their clothing out that they were wearing that day, and some of their cars became soiled on their drive home, which was like, oh, God. Um, first off, who didn't change their clothes and drove home? Um, secondly. Again, I'm driving home in the nude. I mean, I don't even care if I was wearing my favorite T-shirt. It's going off. It's gone. Like, I don't want Dave Matthews's shit on my shirt and no, no amount of dry cleaning laundry can take care of that stain look i don't if it was dave matthews shit i would have i would have considered saving it um boyd tinsley the violinist though no offense honey don't need your shit don't really know who you are dave matthews on the other hand name brand name brand shit right there um we could ebay that shit is what you're saying exactly we could pull an Ariana Grande donut lick and see how much we could get for it. Good point. That's a callback. <laughs> okay, so like two more little things. Um, the next month, the band, it was sued by the state of Illinois, the actual band, not Stefan. And they settled a civil lawsuit. They ended up paying $200,000 to be used towards environmental education um, in, in exchange for their... Like, fine, they did not have to admit any guilt in court. So it's kind of like a plea deal. Like, okay, well, how about you donate this much, and then you kind of have your hands wiped clean of that. 
and your butts. Um, See, that's what I'm saying, Rai. For two weeks, they were defending Stefan. They were behind his story. They were pushing a false narrative. I feel like they knew something that we still don't know to this day. And yeah. maybe Stefan was under a directive. I just doubt a professional tour bus driver would do such a thing unless he was under right. a lot of pressure from his bosses. I feel like there was some type of evidence of a different crime hidden in the septic tank, and they were like, get rid of it, Stefan. And do it in the most distracting way possible so that no one really thinks to look. You know? I love how conspiratorial we're getting with zero evidence to back it. Nope, there's, that's, that's definitely true. I mean, I feel like we were onto something with that. We are. Um, so actually, a couple years ago, someone put um, a memorial up on the Kinsey Street Bridge. Um, there was a picture. It was just in, in, on a poster board with a candle. And it said, in August 2004, at this very location, a Dave Matthews Band tour bus dumped 800, 800 pounds of poo on some people. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Hashtag always remember. <laughs> I just love pounds of poo on some people. I mean, literally, that's what happened. I mean, that's what happened. Did it take me a whole hour to describe it? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, it can all be summed up with the sign, dumped 800 pounds of poo on some people. We did also spend like 30 minutes talking about how we don't understand how Dave Matthews Band is so popular. Right. And we could have done more. We could have got more into that. Honestly. That's the fucking scandal. Honestly, that's the scandal. And also, after this whole story... I'm more confused how they... This was 2004. They still went on to sell many an album and many a concert tour ticket. This is proof so that I'm, there's no such thing as cancel culture. No such thing as cancel culture. And, you know, justice for Sinead O'Connor because she got canceled. And I don't think ripping up a picture of a Pope is as bad as dumping 800 pounds of poo on some people. You know where that picture is not? In the Chicago River. Mm. Justice for Sinead. Polluting the Chicago River. So, any hoosers, that's Dave Matthews band dumps 800 pounds of poo on some people. That's that. (laughs) That's the story. That's also the title of the podcast. That's the the fucking title. Dave Matthews band, colon, dumps 800 pounds of poo on some people. (laughs) On some people. On some people. Between that and my original one of Dave Matthews band's shit hits fans. Do we have any evidence that there were any Dave Matthews Band fans on that boat? Statistically, if we look at album sales of that year, probably not. (laughs) But I'm going to say yes, just for the sake of a title. And do you think they're still fans to this day? Oh, that's hard. I don't know. Right. I would have to say, I would say I would stop listening to any of the songs that the violin's in. But I would still listen to the rest of them. I was going to listen to the Crash Into Me song that we talked about earlier, but honestly, I'm over it at this point. And I'm kind of grossed out. I am so over Dave Matthews Band. And it's funny, after every single podcast you've ever done, which have all been about musicians. Okay, well, a handful of them. 90% of them. I have actually gone and listened to their albums. Not not in full, but I've listened to like key songs. Not yeah. doing it for Dave Matthews Band. Not gonna because the thing with it on my old ones is that they're songs that I have already songs and albums I've already loved and already kind of like are good. This one don't even couldn't even tell you a song. 
couldn't even tell you a song. So I'm not going to go back and listen. I'm not going to go back and try to learn a new song after I know that they purposely shit on people. <laughs> like, and Sorry, literally I'm- shit on people. This isn't the figurative, they shit no. on people. No, they literally shit on people. On some people at that. Right, some people. Um. So yeah, anyway, um, as a quick sign off, do not listen to Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Do not poo in a tour bus ever. And also, if you do come to Chicago and do the architecture tour, bring an umbrella. One, because it might get you might get shit on, but two, because, like I said, famously flash summer storms. So just be prepared. Three PSAs in one podcast, right? I love it. Shoved in at the end, but they're just as important as any other ones. True, um, true. Especially the umbrella to the architecture tour PSA. Yeah, it kind of holds kind of holds two purposes there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so sorry if any of you um, listen to podcasts while you're, I don't know, eating. Um, pooping. Pooping. Well, this would help with that. <laughs> but I hope that you guys were fine with the content. <laughs> Maybe we can do like a little disclaimer <laughs> on the cover. Sensitive content. Sensitive content approaching. <laughs> what do you say? Like not sexually explicit would would you say scatologically explicit? How would you put that? You'd have to have a warning symbol, right? Inappropriate. Just inappropriate? Fecally inappropriate. Oh, fecally inappropriate. I like that. That sounds like a real word. Um, thanks for listening. We so appreciate it. And have yourself a shitty rest of your week.